Welcome to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays. Welcome back, everybody, to the Taking a Breath Podcast, Episode 3. So excited that you could join us today. And today I'm excited to welcome Dr. Anna Patton, a good friend of mine. She's a pre-college transition specialist and educational consultant in the Raleigh area. From 2017 to 2020, she served as the director of the Impact Leadership in Bowen Residence Hall at North Carolina State University. Anna completed her PhD in Educational Studies and Cultural Foundations with a concentration in Educational Philosophy from UNCG in 2017. So I'm super excited to have her on the podcast today. And Anna, welcome. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about you. What's up? Hey, Parker. I am super excited to be on with you. I am Dr. Anna Patton. Uh, Please, you can call me Anna. Totally fine. (laughs) I use she, her pronouns. I am mostly a North Carolina native. I grew up as an Air Force dependent, so moved all around really early, but we retired to North Carolina. That's where all of our family is. I came to Raleigh for college. I went to NC State for, for undergrad and studied psych and Spanish and My time in undergrad was really, really impactful, and that's when I fell in love with the college experience and working with college students. So I lived on campus all four years. University housing was a big, big part of my time on campus. NC State is very near and dear to my heart, and from that time, I, I knew I wanted to work with college students. I wanted to give back the way that my college mentors gave to me. So. I pursued a master's of higher education at the University of Georgia, go dogs. And from there launched into my career working with college students at UNC Greensboro as a hall director, came to NC State and did a little bit of work with not quite college students, but pre-college students who attend leadership programming on the college campus and then bounced back to UNCG to finish school and then The rest is history in terms of uh, coming on board as the village director for the Impact Leadership Village in 2017. So I'm excited um, because we, uh, for those of you who who haven't maybe tuned in um, to the podcast before, um, I was a member of the Impact Leadership Village my freshman year at NC State um, and just really loved it. And so I came back um, as one of the mentors um, working with Anna directly every week. Um, And so I got to know her really well and she became just a really great mentor to me. And so I'm really excited to be able to share that um, with all of you guys listening today um, and just some of her experience and some of the just the awesome um, relationship that we've built over the course of ILV, Impact Leadership Village. And so um, first, I just want to have you tell us just a little bit about kind of what the day-to-day looks like of being the Leadership Village Director. Every day is a little bit different. And of course, this is with a giant asterisk because I'm talking pre-COVID-19 village directing because ever since then, life has been totally different. Um, But in general, I would say the biggest parts of my role on any given day would be working with our student leaders. So whether it's our mentor staff, the returning group, including Parker, our executive board, Um, Those are the second year students who come back to the village to really shepherd the new students through their first year. 
So spending a lot of time with that group in terms of coaching, hey, I'm having this concern, how do I approach it with this person? Oh, hey, this committee has this goal. What are we not thinking about? How do we make it happen? And building those really deep one-on-one relationships that Parker was alluding to with that returning group. I also spend a great deal of time and probably one of my favorite parts of the job, just being available and being in my office as much as possible for those informal pop-ins, particularly you end up with a, a core of students who become your office regulars. And so those are the students who you really get to know, you get to build a really deep rapport with and just being able to be present for students at both you know, their highest highs and also their lowest lows it's to me a tremendous honor, a tremendous responsibility and a tremendous privilege to be the person that someone chooses to trust, to share, hey, I have this huge thing happening in my family and I haven't told anyone, but I don't know what to do because my parents are splitting up or they're moving across country and I'm here. To be the person that you're, that they choose to process with is, is to me always going to be one of the parts that I cherish the most of the village director role. Um, I do also have a teaching component. All of our villagers take a one credit hour seminar in the fall that explores the relational leadership model, which is the approach to leadership that we use throughout the entire program. It's truly to me one of the most joyous parts because that's where you are seeing students learning happen, whether it's in the classroom or you're seeing those connections come through in their writing and reflections. Um, It is, as an educator, the thing that you always strive for is to see those moments where the light bulbs go off between ideas or between, oh, I never saw myself as a leader because I'm an introvert, but now I understand leadership can look many different ways that you don't just have to be the outgoing in the spotlight people person i can be a leader using my own skills and my own personality our village is unique in the sense that even though i'm the director i'm not the one sitting in the office saying this is what is going to happen but rather i am the one that supports and advises the students in the village to bring their vision and their dreams to life Absolutely. And so you touched on it a little bit, um, and I want to talk about it a little bit more because um, relational leadership, this idea, um, is something that's very foundational to what we learn about in class and what we talk about and how we how we surround um, kind of the curriculum side of ILV and also the day to day. So tell, tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a relational leader and those qualities or characteristics that make a good leader. Yeah, absolutely. So relational leadership falls under this larger umbrella of transformational approaches that recognizes that leadership is really relationship. Leadership is how you connect with other people. Leadership is how you are not just getting things done, but how you are in fellowship with the people with whom you are serving. And relational leadership is is one vision or one understanding of what that transformational approach might be. And so relational leadership is leadership that is purposeful. It has a shared common purpose for positive social change leadership that is ethical, inclusive, empowering, and leadership that is process rather than power oriented. And so throughout the village, that is what we spend our time trying to explore, practice, 
challenge, whether it's in class or in the building, how is everything that we're doing coming back to those five different attributes and how are we really practicing that at the end of the day, leadership is about relationship. And that's huge. And and I know that, yeah, definitely the relationship side of it is what we learn so much of how to really build those relationships. And, and so part of that is, you know, why that I've put so much emphasis on that, even like doing this podcast, learning how to build strong relationships, learning how to interact with people well. And so something that um, you and I have talked about a little bit before, and I would love to talk about now is um, about resolving conflict. So with this idea of of relational leadership it's all about you know your interactions with people and so um, how what what approach do you have um, in at your role as director um, when trying to work with conflicts whether it's with co-workers or student leaders um, just talking about that that idea of resolving conflict one of my favorite most impacting professors at NC State was Dr. Nacoste He teaches social psychology, and that was a huge part of what he taught in his course, is that conflict is actually what's a huge component of what brings couples, families, people, relationships together, because it's problem solving, it's communication, it's all the things that you have to do to get to know someone better. So for me, it's first having that attitude of being pro-conflict in the sense that conflict is constructive, conflict is helpful, conflict helps us grow. It's then, too, having that openness to name and sit with discomfort and say, hey, something feels off. Can we talk about it? And then, three, being willing to engage in that mutual conversation, that mutual exchange, and recognizing even before that conversation takes place that you you are open to receiving feedback as a player and as a contributor to that conflict. I love that. And I love that approach to not only conflict, but communication in general, always being open-minded, talking, you know, talking through any issues and, and being listening, um, you know, before you are, you know, trying to think up what you're going to say back at them, you know, all of that type of stuff. I think that's so important to good communication. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And, um, and so for reference, about 85 plus percent of kind of my listener base as of right now is in the 18 to 22 year old range. And so from your perspective, with that in mind, I wanted to give you a chance to just kind of speak to that age group, talking about some of the ways that you've found students can really thrive in college. I have been very fortunate to to have been working in higher education for the last 10 years, working with traditional age college students, 18 to 21. And whether it has been in Georgia or in Greensboro or in Raleigh, the the number one thing that I would recommend in terms of learning to thrive is take time to know who you are, particularly I know my experience in high school in a small town, so much of it was just trying to perform what was acceptable, like trying to be cool or trying to be in with this group or trying to fit in with that group. College is so big that there's space for everyone to be exactly who they are and to not have to perform some role that you feel like you have to fit in high school to survive or to make friends because 
in college, you're you're going to find your people, particularly if you take the time to learn yourself, to know who you are, to know what your values are. There's so much pressure to get to college, crush your grades, do all the extracurriculars, be in all the things, have an internship, work a job, that that there's so there's so much you can do and there's so much pressure to do it all that my recommendation is to give your time to take a breath and know who you are first. What do you value? What do you believe? And not just what am I going to major in so I can graduate, get this piece of paper and make money, but but who are you as a person? What kinds of impacts do you want to leave on the world and on your community? I took so much pride in being busy that I, I hadn't ever really connected it to my values or who I was. I was involved in a whole lot of stuff, but couldn't always explain like why it mattered to me. And so I wanted you to tell us just a little bit about um, where you're headed, what you're what you're going to be up to, and uh, and what you're looking forward to about the yeah. new job. The village has truly been my life, my heart, and my soul for the last three years. And the reality of thinking of that coming to a close is still um, a lot. It's a lot. So um, I'm going to try and get through this without crying. There's been a lot of that already this week with closing. So I might not have any tears left. So here we are. Um, I had not really envisioned on looking for anything new at the beginning of the, of the, was it 2020 year 2020? Um, but I was in a meeting with my supervisor and he, he started asking questions about, so, you know, what, what comes next? What are your professional development goals? What do you want to be working towards? I was like, I don't know. I love the village. I love my kids. I'm good. And, um, really didn't have it on my radar to be looking at, at anything else. And, then through the universe, through fate, through a higher power, I ended up getting connected with the owner of the consulting company that I will now be working with. And I, I remember we we went and had not really an interview, it was just kind of a, a meet and greet at uh, Cafe Carolina in Cameron Village. And listening to him talk about why he started his company, it felt like listening to a K-12 educator version of, of my passions in higher ed. So he had been a classroom teacher, he had been an administrator, and he got to a point where he was spending more of his job doing administration than education, and he missed students. And so he started this consulting mm. role to really get back to that, to get back to being with students. And I, I was really resonating with that because with the village, especially as we've gotten things settled in terms of what what is the village? What are we doing? What am I doing? As we've gotten more of those questions answered and the dust has kind of settled, I, I had been feeling like I was spending more of my time on administrative things like receipts and reservations and driving vans, which I enjoy, but it is not what drives me. It's not my passion, which is being in fellowship with my students. And so 
we had that initial conversation and, and kind of was thinking like, oh, well, that would be neat. But, uh, you know, I still like where I am. I still like love the village. They're my kids. I don't need to go anywhere. So I went out pretty une- unexpectedly at the beginning of February for two weeks for a knee surgery. And I, I mean, really was out, 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 kind of responded here and there, but was really unavailable and came back. And when I came back, I expected there to be all kinds of fires to put out and chaos and crumbling. And that didn't happen. Everything was fine. I was gone for two weeks and the village just kept on villaging. And it was a big shock in a good way. But that realization of like, oh, maybe the village doesn't need me anymore. Uh, Not in the sense that I still can't make a contribution or, or still don't matter, but that maybe I've reached that point where I've gotten to the village. I've gotten the village where I can get it. Maybe it's time for someone else who can continue to elevate it to the next level. And so met with uh, Michael, he's the owner of our company, Capital Educational Solutions, met with him again. And he really believed in the, my capacity to work with students in their pre-college experiences. So whether it's the transition into high school and a student trying to figure out what extracurriculars they might be into or working specifically with students on what their college fit might be, um, that that he really believed that my passion for one-on-one student relationships would be a strong fit. So um, he made that offer. The village, I just had this weird dissonance, or not really dissonance, but this weird moment of of the village not needing me. And then uh, a dear friend and also village alum, Thomas Armstrong, uh, went to lunch with me and he described me as a serial entrepreneur. And he's like, Anna, you're someone you like to come in to something that doesn't have any structure and then you like to to build the framework and then you, you turn it over to someone else to keep on building. And I was like, okay, universe, fine. I hear what you're saying to me, geez. Um, so at the beginning of March, I accepted the new role and my work is a student, student development specialist, pre-college transition specialist. It's really um, a little bit of everything. It may be some academic success work. So it might be a conversation about, let's talk about time management. You're incredibly bright. You're crushing it with knowing the content for your class, but maybe it's just about how do you balance that with other commitments? Uh, Maybe it's a student who is still figuring out what college looks like for them. Is it a vocational program? Is it a community college? Is it a four-year school? Well, let's go on a college campus. Let's go take a tour. Let's figure out what that is. And so my role is really getting to be that one-on-one mentor for students to figure it out. So all of these pieces, it's interesting now as I'm talking and thinking about the rest of this conversation, it's it's hopefully having having time to be with students to help them figure themselves out before they get to college. It's having time to give them to take a breath to figure out who they are in high school so that as they make transitions out of high school that, that they're a little more grounded in who they are, who they're, what their values are, and, and what their goals are. Wow, that's such a great opportunity and yeah, it really ties together everything that you've been doing and that you're interested in. So I'm super excited for you for that opportunity. 
And so, um, where, yeah, where can we, where can we find the work that say, you're doing? You're not totally getting more? rid of me from NC State. I do still have the amazing opportunity to teach for our honors program. So I'll still be on campus on Mondays and Wednesdays teaching a sociology of education course. So, you know, I couldn't leave state altogether. I eat, sleep and breathe the wolf pack. So I'll still be there. Um, <laughs> but for my new role, it, you can search for capital educational solutions here in Raleigh. Our, our keywords and our mission is really educate, coach, navigate, it's providing individualized one-on-one mentorship and coaching for students in, in all areas of the educational pipeline, whether it's, you know, first grade to 11th grade. We have, we have folks on our staff that our passion is knowing that student and bringing them to their best potential possible. Um, so we are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, Capital Educational Solutions. Um, I on the website we have a consultants drop down menu so you can see my page there and then I again am looking forward to still being on campus not just for teaching but hopefully for football games and maybe basketball games if we get to a point where we're allowed to have those back sometime absolutely and you can also check out the work that Anna's done with the um, leadership village at NC State Impact Search Impact Leadership Village on any social media platform and you'll be able to check them out there. Um, And that will continue. That program is going to continue, as Anna said, even after she is gone, even though she has done some amazing work there over the last few years. Um, And so I I just wanted to say a huge thank you so much to Anna for being on today. It's just cool to always be learning um, about people and, and learning more of how people got to where they are today. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. As always, you can follow on Instagram at Taking a Breath Podcast. Subscribe and continue listening, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the Taking a Breath Podcast with Parker Mays.